So once you can ask the right questions about how do they find me, what questions do they have about me? Why wouldn't they see me as a real estate agent? You can literally write content for your Lynette, for your avatar that answers the questions that they don't even realize they have about you at each stage. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. And I know, I know you guys would much rather listen to the content and not the ads and not the sponsors, but this is one that I'm actually super, super excited with. You know, so many of the realtors that we interview on the show, they talk about how much systems are important and how much follow-up is important. And I'm really, really excited about our new sponsor. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time. And when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. You know, on an interview last week with Agent Mark McGuire, I asked him what his favorite software and what his favorite system was. And he said it was Follow Up Boss. And then he went on for another three or four minutes to talk about why Follow Up Boss was the best CRM he uses. So there's a lot of superstars out, out there that use Follow Up Boss. Some of the stats they gave me, Robert Slack, 1.5 billion team in Florida, number one in the US. He uses Follow Up Boss to get a 400% ROI on its massive paid lead spend. Deborah Beagle, co-owner of the Ashton Group in Nashville, uses Follow Up Boss to guarantee the agents who join her team get two homes under contract in the first 90 days. That's a big guarantee for new agents. Barry Jenkins of the, your friends in real estate uses Follow Up Boss to automate everything so his team can produce 200 million on 25 hour work weeks. All right, so here's an offer. You guys are gonna get this special for being Real Estate Rockstars listeners. Now I've, I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing, and what do, what do you know, best name ever, Follow Up. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com forward slash rockstars. So again, followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial, and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. All right, everybody, thanks again. Now back to our show. Hey, real estate rock stars. It's Stephanie Heiser, guest hosting today for Aaron and Ruchastegi. I have the super awesome honor of interviewing Mr. Oliver Bohr from Hamilton, Ontario, just outside of Toronto. Oliver is going to be talking to us all about marketing and scaling your business. So I hope you're ready to take notes. Let's go. Looking forward to being here today. All right. So tell us, I already said where you're from, but tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah. So uh, I'm just kind of, I guess, going to skip from the part that I was working in marketing agencies, doing some awesome stuff for high profile companies like Amazon, Nissan, and Hot Wheels. I remember 
at one point in time, when I was working on a Hot Wheels campaign, we were literally sitting there with our creative team thinking of a way that we could have a Hot Wheels racetrack go from the top of the CN Tower, spiral all the way around, and then obviously down to the ground. So those are the kinds of things that we were working on. So really crazy out-of-the-box stuff. It was an experiential marketing agencies, um, which means that we did a lot of like, well, experiential stuff. So for example, you're walking in the street and you see like a Hot Wheels booth or a Dairy Farmers of Canada booth, and they have this cool little thing that you can do to interact with them. Those were the kind of work that, that was the kind of work that we were doing. Um, But when I was there, I kind of had this nagging that not only did I want to do more for myself and kind of start my own company, but I also wanted to be in a position where I could do more for the people that I serve instead of, I guess, just working for corporations and massive companies just as a tiny cog in the creative wheel. I wanted to be more of a pivotal role in helping people live out the best best versions of themselves. Um, So for me, wanting to start my own company, as far as I could see, that just meant going to real estate and become a real estate agent. Because the way that I saw business was if I, don't, if I, like, unless I create the next sham wow or the next snuggie, basically, there's no way to kind of start your own company. So I thought, okay, I guess real estate's what, where it's at. So then I think I was just having a cup of coffee with a friend of mine. And he's like, well, you, you like marketing and you're good at it. So why don't you just do marketing? So I thought about it and I was like, yeah, let's just do marketing for real estate agents. So that's kind of what I did. So I took both of what I wanted to do, marketing and real estate, put it, put it both together. Um, and we've been doing this for a few years now, and it's, it's really evolved to where it's at right now, which to be honest, it's, it's pretty unrecognizable from where I started, but it's just awesome. And I, I just love it. That's so fun. I love the thought of being in marketing and all of the unique ways to stand out. So I guess as a brand new agent, I would say, and would you agree that marketing is kind of step one, like, you know, knowing yourself and knowing your brand and treating your real estate realm as your business. Like, I feel like the number one mistake agents make is that they don't consider themselves entrepreneurs and the ones that are super successful they are running a full blown business. So like, how do I start from day one? How do I just out the gate get successful? Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of going to go a two prong approach to answer that question. The first one is mindset, which is, it's very important. And then the second one is the actual practical steps to take. So the first one is mindset. You hit it bang on. Like you're not an employee anymore. If you become a real estate agent, you're not an employee anymore. In fact, I don't even like the term real estate agent. Because you wouldn't call Jeff Bezos an e-commerce agent. He owns Amazon. Right. He's a business owner. So you're not an, an agent. You're a business owner. So instead of now being a real estate agent, you're now a real estate business owner. That's the first thing. And I think that that is quite all-encompassing. Um, and a lot of the other, I guess, details will start to kind of fix itself once you accept the fact that you got to take full ownership of everything. That's the first point. The second thing is, I do agree that the, one of the first things you've got to work on as a brand new agent is marketing. However, I think the pressure that new agents sometimes will feel is unless they've been doing it for a certain amount of time, it's hard for them to really hone in on what their messaging is, who their avatar is, and what just dis- differentiates them. But marketing is an evolving process. Like Just like a person evolves, a brand evolves. And so it's not only like the little companies that do this. Big companies do this all the time. They have rebranding campaigns. I mean, Staples just changed their logo. Subway's been changing. I mean, when the whole Jared scandal came out, they had to entirely rebrand because their entire marketing campaign was based off of this one dude, which turned out to be a creep. 
So people evolve, brands evolve, and that's part of the process. So yeah, I would say that marketing is the first thing to think about um, with the caveat that you shouldn't put too much pressure on yourself because as you grow, your brand will grow as well. Now, I think that's that's pretty good first step. I think now, is it okay if I kind of get into the practical steps that people should be taking to build a brand? Yeah, okay. let's do it. Okay, so there, there are three parts of a brand, the way that I see it. The first thing is um, your visual identity. Um, so Ryan Serhant speaks a lot about this. Ryan Serhant is great when it comes to branding. He really, really is. Um, so your visual identity would be like your website and your logo. So what do people think when they see you, when they see your logo, like they assume or they associate some things about it. So what is that? So what's your typography? What's the style of logo? So once you've got your, your visual identity sorted out, meaning your website and your logo, it's time to start getting into the messaging. So what, like, let's say communicate, like, what do you want to communicate over? So the first part of messaging is who is your avatar? Who is the persona that you're trying to target. And I don't want to say like, I don't know, busy moms between the ages of 30 and 40 years old with like one to two kids. That's not a persona. A persona is Debbie Smith, who is 37 years old, who has two kids, one of which is in high school and one of which is in college. Like that's a persona. Get really specific about all of the details and then identify right now what makes you different as a person. Right, because obviously, what you you are your brand. So, what makes you different as a person by asking the questions about what do my friends like about me? What's something I struggle with? What don't my friends like about me? When you can get crystal clear about that, then you'll be able to get crystal clear about what other people who are going to work with you will like about you, right? And then you'll be able to build your brand around you yourself as a person. So now, once you figured out once you figured out your visual identity and once you've clarified your messaging, now the next step is to get your exposure out. So this is actually a really simple process to get onto the first page of Google. So it's, it's like, analogically speaking, I like to say it's like when you get ready in the morning, right? You put on the right clothes because you've got to represent yourself with everywhere you go, but then you actually have to leave the house. So the messaging and the uh, the visual identity, that's like getting dressed, putting on your clothes, but then you got to get out of the house. You got to get, get in front of people. So what we do to get onto the first page of Google is first thing is, we, we identify what's the location that you want to target that you want to target. So if let's say you want to target Visalia, your your title, well, let's say for you, Stephanie Heiser, right? So your Google My Business title would be Stephanie Heiser hyphen realtor in Visalia. Because now when people are typing in realtor in Visalia, you're an exact keyword match. So you would come up. So that's the first thing that we do is we optimize your page for realtor in wherever you want to tar- service. And then the next thing after we've done that is we start going out looking for character reviews as well as performance reviews. So most agents don't think about any reviews. Some agents think about performance reviews, right? So some agents will say, you, you bought a home for me. I sold your home. Please leave me a review. Very few agents will say to their friends or family, even though we've never done a transaction together, let people know what I'm like as an individual because it's an individual be- a, a business, right? It's a service-based business. So if you can have your brother, your sister, your friends, anyone attest to the fact that you're a hardworking, ethical individual. Those are all qualities that people are looking for in a realtor, right? So they're entirely white hat. There's nothing unethical about getting a review from somebody to say that you're you're a hardworking individual because that's what people are looking for. So when you get those kind of reviews from your friends and your family, all of a sudden you may easily be able to get 20, 30, 40 reviews into your Google My Business page. And when you mix that influx of reviews with the fact that you're optimized your Google My Business area for a specific location, all of a sudden you're going to shoot up onto the first page of Google and you'll get listings or at least traction very, very quickly from that. So 
you can just go to Google My Business. It's super easy to just type in your name, hyphen, and then the city where you work, and then just request reviews, character reviews, performance reviews from everybody you know, and then you have a legit business page on Google. 100%. That sounds so easy. So a couple of things. Number one, uh, you said name and then hyphen city. So it would be name hyphen realtor. Realtor in. Yeah. Obviously, that's an exact keyword match. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's so many great things about it. Like Google My Business is free, right? It doesn't cost you anything to get an account. It doesn't cost you anything to get get character reviews. Nothing. Um, And it's evergreen. So if you continue to get reviews, if you continue to, for example, post onto Google My Business, keep your uh, company updated with new hours or health and safety protocols that you're taking, whatever it is, like you're going to be on the first page of Google. And if you keep it up long enough, nobody's going to be able to knock you off. So that's literally a free source of evergreen leads that you can start on the day you've passed your test, the day you become licensed. And so I know agents that have been around for years that are nowhere to be found online. And it's like, one second, you mean to tell me that you've been an agent now for nine years and you have no way of getting in front of new people. You're basically just referring on other people to do your marketing for you that you're not paying or anything like that. It's like, yeah, basically like there's no predictability to that. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you can't be found online, then you have no way of getting new business. You're literally by nature, just hoping that somebody's going to be talking about you at the exact right time. I think that another point that's important for new agents. And I guess the message that I always try to get out there when I'm coaching and mentoring new and seasoned agents, like you can stand out, you can be yourself. You don't have to have like this super professional persona. If you like to say the F word and you like hot pink, like market and run with that, like just be yourself a hundred percent. If you like black and white and clean lines and you're uber professional and you wear a suit all the time, that's awesome too. run with that. How can someone stand out or how do they even find out like what they want to run with? So that's actually a really, uh, that's a really good question. And I like to give an analogy of like when people get married, it's not like it's not like this person is the only person in the entire world that I could have made a relationship work with. That's not what it is, but we vibe each other. We like each other. We'll go out and then it works. And then we kind of go out again and it works again. And then we just keep going. And then before you know it, you've had shared experiences and yeah, like it's never perfect. You argue sometimes and this and that, but you've built this relationship together where you don't have to be the best at this or the best at that. It doesn't matter because you've got that relationship. So even if there's another real estate agent out there that may know a little bit more than you, like it's okay because you have the relationship. And listen, just like a, a, a toxic relationship is when people feel trapped. So some real estate agents, they want to say like, I can't believe you're using somebody else, but I'm your friend. Like that's a toxic relationship, right? They shouldn't feel trapped to use you. They should feel like it's their pleasure to use you because why wouldn't I? Right. Um, so I don't think you have to be the most this or the most that. You really are just being you entirely. And if just like in a real relationship, if you're building a relationship by not acting like yourself, it is going to crumble. It will. But everybody who's acting like themselves will at some point in time, I mean, not everyone does, unfortunately, but usually at some point in time will find love. So it's, it's exactly like that. Like they're not trying to be the most this or the most that. That just be you. 
And you'll find somebody who loves and appreciates it. And in the case of real estate, you'll find a lot of people that love and appreciate it. Yeah, I love that in this business in particular, you can have a lot of control over who you work with and you don't have to work with jerks or you don't have to be forced to work outside of your realm. So it's super important to have your branding on point and of course to have it grow and develop as you grow and develop. But then how do you attract all of these clients and how do you like have a system to keep nurturing the people you want to work with? So that, okay. So just to address the first part of that is how do you attract the right people? So you actually said it to me once, uh, your vibe attracts your tribe. It's a hundred percent true. Um, so I do this experiment, like I do this experiment with real estate agents. I read them my company avatar so that they see who I'm trying to attract. And it's a woman called Lynette and she's from Boise, Idaho. And they're like, whoa, this person sounds exactly like me. And it's like, yeah. And it's like a magic trick. They, they're like, how does that happen? It's like, because everything that I'm doing is revolved around Lynette. And you may not be a 52-year-old woman from Boise, Idaho, but you also are not exactly tech savvy, but are very growth oriented, but are a little bit lost in terms of direction, but are willing to work hard. And you have the same kind of values and stuff. It's like my marketing material is based on Lynette. And so it kind of works like that. And I had a client who just the other day was like, and I did this, I did the same exercise with one of my closer clients just to kind of see, just, I was just talking about it with her. And she's like, and my client was like, whoa, this is totally me. And it just happens. You just put the vibes out there and the people, the right people will find you. So that means, for example, if, if in your social media strategy, when you're about to post something, your question is, will Lynette appreciate this post or will she not? Right. If you're about to post a motivational post and you know that Lynette's going to cringe at that, like maybe don't post it. So the right people will kind of just find you. Now, in terms of actually following up with the right people when you get them into your pipeline, so this is now we're getting to the second part of the three-part process. So my three-part process is brand, automate, then scale. So we're kind of transitioning over to automate, if that's okay with you. Okay, so, so the second part of it, like I said, is automate. So once your brand is sorted out, the first thing you want to do is you want to identify the, the, the customer journey that your avatar goes on to go from awareness to consideration to conversion to referral. From awareness, knowing you exist, to, convert, to consideration, considering you as a real estate agent, to conversion, buying a home from you, to eventually referring other people to you. So once you can ask the right questions about how do they find me, what questions do they have about me, why wouldn't they see me as a real estate agent, you can literally write content for your Lynette, for your avatar, that answers the questions that they don't even realize they have about you at each stage. So now to kind of look at this at a glance, you can literally follow up with people for years at a time, very, very simply and automatically. So there's 12 months in a year. If you write 12 emails, which most people are writing 12 emails in a day, that's a year of nurture. And then if you add a text message or a voicemail every 45 days, then you've now got a texter. Now you've got eight text or voicemails going out per year and 12 emails going out per year. If you do that, then every month or even less than a month, they'll either receive a text message from you and or um, an email from you, sorry, a text and a voicemail and or an email as well for a full year. And that's eight texts and emails. And those texts are just like, hey, just check it in. How are things? Simple as that. And then 12 emails that take them from awareness to consideration and conversion to referral. And most people will do that amount of work in a day anyway. But if you do that one time for your Lynette, you can now put them into this, plug them into the system, plug them into your, your, your automated campaign, and you'll never have to worry about lead nurture 
manually again. You just won't. And these guys will be receiving phone call voicemails from you again automatically in 10 months from the first time they spoke you. So they spoke to you and it'll say like, hey, how's it going? It's been a minute since we spoke. Just let me know if, if you're interested in going to look at, look at homes. And they're like, damn, this guy 10 months later is still talk, reaching out to me. That's impressive. Maybe I'll give him a call. You don't even know that they exist, right? 10 months, you don't remember what happened 10 months ago, but that's the thing. The automation is taking care of that. So yeah, so once you get them into the system, once you've figured out who your avatar is, who your Lynette is, and you've answered questions to figure out what takes them from awareness to consideration, to conversion, to referral, you write a campaign around there and you just literally create it in your CRM or whatever you're using. And then every single person that comes into your campaign, that comes into your pipeline that, yeah, I'm kind of just looking or I'm not really so have so interested at the moment, but maybe, but maybe one day just stick them in there and forget about it. So I just ask them for their emails or how am I even getting these people in my pipeline? Okay. So, wow, we're really cruising there. Let's get straight to scale now. So one, okay. So once your brand is sorted out, right? Once your once the automations have been sorted out. So now it's time, like you said, to actually fill a pipeline. So we have three ways of filling the, filling the pipeline, three categories. We'll say free lead generation, paid lead generation, and then finally distribution channels. So start at step one, free lead generation. Because obviously before you start to get some transactions under your belt, you still need a way of generating leads for free. So you can set up an ad on Facebook Marketplace, for example, saying list of homes in your area starting at whatever the median house price is in your area. People on Facebook Marketplace will click on there for immediate access to this exclusive list of homes. And then you send them to a landing page where you just ask name, number, email, maybe more questions if you want to qualify them further. You don't even have to. And they've raised their hand now for more information about a home, which means that they're now in the chapter of wanting to either buy or sell a home. You can then literally just automatically stick them into the pipeline where you don't even have to touch those people. Like you don't even have to. I mean, I would obviously suggest that you call them when they come into the pipeline. But if you really wanted to automate the process, like just send them straight into a funnel where you ask them other questions about their process. And then automatically they'll get sent into the long term follow up. So now you could be generating 80 leads in a day without ever having to touch them, think about them, anything like that, right? The ad goes on Facebook Marketplace for free. They get shot into this funnel for free. Then they get shot into the automated campaign for free. And now you're just generating literally tens of leads, hundreds of leads in a month for free effortlessly. So that's just one of the ways that we generate leads for free. Um, I'll do one more free lead generation one. This one, you don't even need any kind of automation with this, but um, we have a method. I actually, I'll, I'll credit Brad Vanderwall for this method where you partner with retirement residences. So what that looks like is as follows. You'll go to the marketing dire- director of a retirement residence and you'll say, I have this new program where what I've done is I've partnered with local vendors in my area, in your area. For example, like a decluttering service, a pool maintenance service, landscaping company. So now if you get people coming into your home and you're trying to say, please move into this home and they say, no, but I can't because who's going to look after my, I don't know, who's going to look after my flower bed? Who's going to look after my pool? Who's going to declutter my home? Whatever it is, you can now come to them with this brochure saying, I have all of these services that you need right here. Just call this guy right there and he'll take care of absolutely everything for you. So the retirement rent wins because they don't have to figure out this concierge service. You've done it for them. All of these other people win because you've now put them forward to these retirement residents that are now looking for these services. You sure as heck win because when these retirement residents are moving out of their home and going into their retirement residence, you're the realtor that kind of planned the whole thing. So they're obviously going to be using you for this. 
I mean, it just, it honestly just goes on. The other thing is you don't even have to worry about finding them another home. So the biggest objection to selling your home is I could get top dollar, but why would I sell my home when I'm just going to have to purchase another home for an incredible, incredibly high amount of money? Like, no, you won't because you're just going to move into a retirement home. So you don't have that problem. The other thing is they're amazing clients because they just want a simple process. They're not nickel and diming you. They just want it done with. So whatever you can do to make it easier for them, just do that. And then they'll be like, they'll, they'll love you for it. Um, so those are two of the ways that we generate leads for free. So come out of the gate, swing in, just start getting more leads into the pipeline. I really like the idea of going to retirement homes or anything in a similar situation where you're providing value. Like, again, don't go to those homes if you do not want to work with people in that stage of their life. If you are working with a family of the younger children that are going through the time period of transitioning their parents to a retirement home, that can be really stressful and really sad and emotional. So providing the value is super important. But disclaimer, do not go do that or put yourself near these people if you don't have compassion or like a genuine desire to serve. So I mean, servant leadership and being of value is, in my opinion, super important. But if that's not your jam, then of course, don't use that tip. But I use it myself. I know it works. I love it. I love Brad Vanderwall too. And it's just a great way to provide a lot of value and to make a super scary, emotional situation, seamless for somebody. You could do that for marketing to divorced couples or marketing to um, people starting their first investment. So just being a value, it sounds like is what you're saying is the best way to just get free business. Yeah. I mean, it almost sounds like too simple, like just find ways of being a value, but it's, if you actually think about it, all I've done all you do by, by, by kind of putting this program together, like how do you pick which services you want? How do you find the right people? Well, all you're really doing is you're doing the whole pipeline exercise that we did earlier on, but instead of using your avatar that you'd normally use, you're just using a retirement resident as your avatar. So what questions do they have about the retirement residents? Well, how do I know that you're going to look after my needs and this and that? Okay, so what is stopping me from actually moving into the home? Well, I've got to take care of this. I've got to take care of that. Who's going to do that? By answering these questions, you're creating a service that doesn't exist. So whoever you work with, just find ways of answering questions that they have because they, a lot of them have, if you really identify who your avatar is, like so many people will have the same questions. So just answer them. That's really all it is. Like how many people have been looking for a car and they're like, I don't know the whole process, how it works. I got to go to the dealership and I don't know how much I'm allowed to get. And I don't even know if I'm pre-approved. What's the process? And then all of a sudden this guy comes along and he, he's like, um, yeah, if you just have this amount of money down, assuming you have a credit score over this, which you said that you did, it'll cost you this exact amount of money per month. And, and you come here, we'll take care of everything for you. And it's like, well, I don't have time. It's like, okay, well, I'll come to your house and I'll do everything for you then at your house. It just makes everything like, oh my God, that's awesome. So as real estate agents or real estate business owners, that's all you've got to do. Just it, It's a lot of planning beforehand. It's a lot of, not planning, I would say. It's a lot of uh, introspection beforehand to figure out who it is that you're trying to target, what it is that they actually want. But literally once you found what they want, like 
it's child's play from there. That that's the truth. And when I ask people like, why would they work with you? Like, what are they looking for? And they go, well, they're looking for a home. Like, no, they're not. Like the home is the product, I guess, but they may be looking for a simple process. They may be looking for a way to, for example, retire um, easily and comfortably. They may be looking for a way, a plan where they can live close to their, their kids and, and their kids' families that they can see their grandchildren, whatever. Like the home is just the product. So I think we, it's important to decommoditize ourselves just by answering questions that they have. And then once you do that, you're now automatically different than everybody else because while everybody else is fumbling, fumbling over themselves trying to say about why they're the best commodity out there, you're just rising above everybody else and being like, I know you don't even have to say this, but you're basically reading their mind. Like, I know you're not looking to buy a home. Like you are, but that's not what it's about. It's about living close to your family. It's about being in this place by Christmas so that this and that can happen. Like, what are they, what's the real why that they're doing this? So that's really all it is. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui with a quick commercial break with one of our newest sponsors. I'm super excited to be partnering with these guys. Does 15 to 20% ROI investing in turnkey rentals sound attractive? Did you know you can use the Burr strategy with new construction that has immediate equity already? You guys have heard me talk about stuff like this. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence out of state. They have single family, multifamily, new build and syndication opportunities across multiple markets that maximize cash flow, appreciation and equity. Rent to Retirement assists investors in learning how to build a comprehensive business plan with the best investment and tax strategies to achieve financial freedom through real estate investing. There's no excuse not to get started in real estate investing when you have the right team and system in place. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or call 1-800-311-6781. That's 800-311-6781 to learn about how you can get started investing in some of the best cash flow markets today. You know, and if you guys wanna learn more about Zach, episode 1025, we dig in for a good 45 minute interview where he tells you the secrets to investing in real estate out of state. And him and I shared a lot of ideas about what works and what doesn't. You'll get to hear a lot about his company and his business. You know, if you're an agent from out of state and you've got referrals looking for stuff, they work with other agents on a referral basis. And we've talked so much since COVID hit that everybody needs to have a backup plan, right? Every one of you agents needs to have a backup plan. You should all be investing in real estate. And if you're having trouble finding the time and the team to do it, maybe something like rent to retirement is the solution for you. So thank you for listening. Go check them out. Now back to the rest of our podcast. So once you have your branding down, your automation down, and you're ready to scale and it's working so well and everybody is just falling into your lap, ready to buy and sell homes, what's the next step? What's like, if I am a seasoned agent ready to just level up and monetize everything I've done so far, then what? So there's two more steps, I think. Once you've done this, like once your branding is sorted out, once your messaging is sorted out, once your automations are sorted out, you're, you're now ready to basically turn your business into a slot machine where you pull the, the lever and then money comes out. And that's really what it is. So the thing is with Facebook Marketplace with the free ads, like it's, it's free, it's great, but it's less predictable because it's not like I know that I'm going to get 100 leads out today. It doesn't really work like that. When you're running a Facebook ad, it does work like that. 
So as long as you're managing your ads properly, but you know, I put more money in, I get more leads out. If you have a process that's really honed in that from when the lead comes in, I qualify them quickly. I have this process that not only qualifies them, but if they're not qualified, then nurtures them. If you've really honed that in, all you've got to do is feed the beast. So you run an ad, for example, for buyers, you may run an ad that says, um, get a list of homes in your area. Again, starting from this house, starting from this price. So it's the same thing as you do on marketplace, but you just pump money in and, mon- and, and, and stuff comes out. So that again, that's a slot machine. You just pull a lever. Um, for seller leads, you could just, again, free home evaluation or find out what homes are going for in your area, whatever it may be. But again, by crystallizing what your avatar is actually looking for, it'll make it really easy for you to create a good offer that's going to get the people in the door. And then, like I said, once the process is done, it's literally just about paying more money to get more people into this automated machine that you've built out for yourself. So once you've done that, the next step is distribution channels. The next step is to create a podcast, to create a YouTube channel, because if it's, if it's built correctly, which if you're at this point in time, if you're working with us, it will be built correctly. Your time is now almost entire. Your time is basically exclusively working on your business and very, very minimally in your business. So all of that time you can spend building a YouTube channel where the leads will be evergreen because people can be watching videos that you made a year or two ago and they'll still be coming in. And not only that, they'll be coming in red hot because they've been watching your content for a year. They know you're an expert because all you talk about is your city investment strategies, whatever it is that makes you different, whatever it is that that you talk about that you know, that's all you're basically talking about. So it, it makes it really easy it's not even easy. That's not even a word. It makes it a guarantee that you're the one that they're going to use and you're the most qualified. So once you've basically got to that point, you can run a YouTube channel. Um, and let's say in six months down the line, when the algorithm really starts to pick up that you're not going anywhere, that you're continuously posting good content, you can get leads in forever. And so the person who actually coaches our YouTube, her name is Rochelle Edwards, and she has a channel called The Genuine Realtor. Now this quarter without YouTube. So no YouTube leads. She was, she is, uh, she had $60,000 of, of GCI, which is, it's not chump change. It's $240,000 in a year GCI. So that, that's a pretty good income. Um, but with YouTube leads, she has over a million dollars of GCI in her pipeline. And that's because she's getting people that are coming in that are red hot. She doesn't have to manually qualify or even automatically qualify them. They're already qualified just by watching her videos. So she says on average, the buyers that come in from her videos have a budget of over $1.6 million. And she gets like tens of these literally a month. So there's the sky's the limit for her. She's scaled. So that's the difference between growth and scale. Growth is when you just, it grows incrementally and it may grow rapidly, but it's all incremental. By the time you've got your branding done, your automations done, your free lead generation, your paid lead generation done, and you can set up your distribution channel. That's when the, uh, the exponential growth really happens. And that's when, I mean, that's when you start to create generational wealth, but it takes a little bit of time to get there. How much time do you think it takes on average or for someone that actually does the work? Because I feel like there's a lot of agents that buy a ton of self-help books or listen to a ton of podcasts and don't actually take action or implement anything. And, um, you know, I'm a massive fan of real estate rock stars and I took all of those episodes that I listened to like religiously. I always listen when the new ones come out and then I would go way back and start listening to the older episodes too. And I feel like taking all of those tips and tricks 
And a lot of what I heard is stuff I thought about already just daydreaming about, oh, when I'm an agent, but listening to real estate rock stars, for example, or anything that resonates with you just gives you the confidence and the validation to succeed, but you have to take action. So if you're following the steps and taking action and working on your business every single day, I mean, how long does it take? Like how patient do you have to be? So bearing, I'm going to keep in mind human nature for a moment. Like I'm going to assume that you've already been through the whole process of trying to find the right person to help you out and that you're ready to commit to this exact process and that you're ready to ignore all distractions because that, I think it takes a while to get to the point where you know this is the person and nothing else matters and you're willing to tune everything out. So if you're willing to don't dedicate your time 100%, which again, like I said, that could take a whole year from now, but let's, let's remove that time. If you come in, you're like, this is the guy, this is the process I want to follow. Six months is, is what we're going for. So in six months, you can have, well, your brand can be, I'll tell you the process. Your brand could be set up in one month, less. Your brand could be set up in three weeks, right? If you do the work. Your automations can be set up about two weeks to a month later if you put in the work. You could be setting up, excuse me, you could be setting up freely. You could be running freely generation campaigns once those things are done for about three weeks to a month. Till you start to see that it actually works, you start to get some transactions under your belt. Assuming that you already had some, because obviously there's there's a process of escrow beforehand. So let's, notwithstanding, let's say that you're comfortable spent investing money in ads because you know that the money is coming and you do have a reserve fund. You can now start running paid ads for about three months till you get that process honed in. And now everything is basically honed in. So about six to seven months later, you're like, everything here makes sense. It's all running like a machine. I'm ready to start generating, I'm ready to start going into YouTube. And then I would say it probably takes about another five to six months before YouTube picks up that like, this person is really good with their content are going to be consistent. So we need to start showing them more frequently. But I mean, again, well, that's 26 videos, 26 weeks of content, right? If it's six months, it's not so hard to create 20, 26 videos once you fully dedicate yourself to the process. So by the end of the year, the branding is done, the automation is done, the free lead gen is done, the paid lead generation is taken care of, all of that's running like a machine. And all of your time is basically trying to get to the point where you're now at, not where you're now at, at the end of the year, where your videos are picking up, you're getting more views, leads are starting to come in and your business is just like an entirely different place. So generally the whole process is one year, one year for you to be at the scale point. So a new agent starting out doing all of this by themselves and figuring out the branding, they could go spend $20 for a logo on Etsy. And when I say that, I don't mean just go pick a logo that someone else has and put your name on it. Like my, I have a different branding package now, but my main logo that I use on everything was just an idea in my brain. I paid someone $12 on Etsy and was like, Hey, I'm just envisioning like a Joshua tree and something that represents the beautiful sunsets and the starry skies and just how artsy and fun and funky Joshua Tree is. And this lady turned my vision into my favorite thing ever. And then when I moved to a different market, 
it just happened to also be known for rare trees. So I just had her for 12 more dollars take like the same logo and put a redwood instead of a Joshua tree. So my branding was evolving and changing, I guess, with me as well. But it was $12. I mean, that took no time at all. I had that done before I even had my license because I knew that, I don't know, I guess that's what I thought would be the fun part of real estate. (laughs) That is the peak of real estate is getting your logo designed down. So it looks pretty everywhere. But um, like what, if I just make a YouTube channel and start posting and I have the content ideas in my head, I've got experience under my belt. I know what people always ask because my clients generally always have the same questions. Like what if nobody listens to my videos? If I have two people watching them, like, do I just keep posting and posting and hope someday it works out? Did Rochelle Edwards, the genuine realtor, have like a thousand views from day one because she had a huge social media following? Like, yeah. How do I know if it's ever going to work? I think that's one of the reasons that I love that question is because everybody preaches this stuff, but then people post and they're like, no one's engaging. And they're like, maybe the problem's me. No, like, really, the problem is nobody tells you about the downfalls of doing this or the pitfalls, I suppose. So the challenges of it, like, Full disclaimer, right? I don't have a big YouTube channel. I'm a podcast guy. So I'm going to answer this this from what I know, number one, from what I learned about YouTube, and also from my many conversations with Rochelle. And it's exactly the same thing as what happened to the podcast. No one is going to watch at the beginning. They're not. You're just going to keep on going anyway. And this is almost like the, it's almost like the, the, was it the hazing process, like initiation of YouTube, like trying to make sure that you're legit, that you're serious about it. I don't, I'm sure that's not actually what it is, but that's almost what it is. So you keep going for six months, accept the fact that you're not going to have any views, accept the fact that nobody really cares because it's almost like before you're successful and you're talking, nobody, like everyone laughs at you, but then all of a sudden you become successful. And I was like, well, how'd you do it? It's like, I've been trying to tell you the whole time, but nobody was listening then. So that's kind of, that's kind of what this is also. So yeah, be okay with the fact that nobody's watching your videos and just keep on talking to an empty stadium, as it were. Keep on going because at some point in time, you're going to get a few clicks on your video, right? And then YouTube will basically be like, okay, let's, let's start to see what's going on here. Let's show this to a few more people and see do people stick with them? Do they like the content or whatever? And they'll use a small sample size. And then if it works out well, they'll be like, okay, let's show them to a couple more. And then this moment that YouTube's like, damn, this guy's it. This person's legit. That's it. You're ready to scale. And that usually will take about six months. Now, there are ways of making it easier for yourself. Like one of the things is like to bunch your content. So think about, for example, like in series, right? So if you want to create a four-part series where each month is going to be its own thing. So one of them is like investing when it comes like Airbnbs. The other one is investing in commercial property. So you can break that up into four different videos. And then you've got a month of content there. So if you're kind of just doing it every week as its own new video, then to think of 26 entirely different product, uh, different topics is really challenging. But to think of six categories and then to break each one of those categories into four different videos, that's a lot easier. So definitely bunch the work, figure out ways to make it absolutely easy for yourself, effortless um, and rewarding. And like, 
running like a mega conglomerate. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I can't imagine it's more difficult than running a startup. Because when you're a startup, you don't have the accolades. Nobody really cares about it. I think it gets easier when there's a lot more at stake. So I'm willing to bet that a lot of the people listening to this episode work harder than some of the richest, most successful business people in the world didn't start out that way. But so like, you just got to accept the fact that you're at the beginning point. Nobody really cares about the work that you're doing. Maybe they do, but a lot of the people don't really care about the YouTube videos you're going to be posting. Um, some people may even scoff at you for it and you just got to keep on doing your thing because in six months from now, they're going to see that you were serious and that you're in this for the long haul. So it sounds like from branding, automation, scaling, and all of your distribution options, like you have to be your biggest fan. You have to like muster up the courage and the confidence and just believe in yourself and keep pushing and talking to people and promoting your business as if you truly believe it is the best in the world. Like you should work with me because I'm going to be the agent that cares a whole lot more about you than my paycheck. Like I've got bills and I've got a family to feed, but I genuinely want to help people. I want to educate people and to help them like see the power of real estate investing, especially is like my passion. Yeah. So it just seems like you have to, I hate to say fake it till you make it because you really do need to know your shit, but you need to research and show people that you know what you're talking about. And then eventually your stage will fill up. I love that analogy of being on stage in an arena and you got like maybe your mom listening to you, maybe your neighbor because yeah. they feel obligated. And then people start talking and trickling in and eventually the stadium is full. Eventually people listen to your podcast. Like everybody we can name and think of, like they had to start from somewhere. I think, and this is to respond to that. I think if, I mean, I'm sure I would because I did it once, but I think if I went back to when I started and like, let's say I remembered the experience, but I forgot all of the knowledge and I was t- my company was taken away from me. If you took me back to when I started, honestly, I don't know how I managed to continue the way that I did. Like, it's so much easier for me to get up and work now. I've got a product. I've got a, a community of people that love me. I've got a community of people that I love to serve. It works. I know it works. Like, you want to take me back to the beginning before I knew exactly what it is that I was doing, before I had a, pe- a group of people that believed in me and then I believed in them, before I could really make an impactful difference. Why would I keep going? And the answer is like, I don't really know why I did, but man, I'm happy I did because, but it takes time. It really does. And it's like, no one cheers you on at the beginning. And like the people that cheer you on, a lot of the time they're trying to be supportive, even though they don't really support it, but they're like, listen, I appreciate the fact that they're really giving it a go. And it's, and it's almost like patronizing support. And like, <laughs> it sucks. It really does. But it's, it's easy to be like, it's easy to be like, a, it's easy to be really devoted to working hard when everyone's cheering you on. And honestly, like, I don't really like the Instagram reels about like, I'm going to wake up every day and I'm going to crush it and I will never stop grinding. It's like, that's not real life here. <laughs> right. Like, let's be normal people for a moment. Um, but yeah, it does suck for a little bit and it is hard at the beginning. Um, which is why everything that I do is focused on giving direction 
I don't really like the idea of like being a cheerleader, but I guess being a realist and letting them know, like it will change. You just have to keep on going. Yeah. I think that it's so important to just realize like also in this changing market, when you need to pivot and when you need to scale in a different direction. And uh, I was very fortunate somehow that, you know, it was just kind of the perfect storm with my market and COVID and Zillow leads and my experience as an educator, it all came together and my career took off like so much faster than I could have ever imagined. And I had my branding down, but my automation and scaling, none of that was in place at all. So if I could go back in time and change anything, I would get my CRM in place before I have any clients to put in it. I would get like a template for a monthly newsletter. I would do all of this stuff before I even need it. I would start a YouTube channel talking about all these like burning ideas in my head just to have an outlet for myself, like a an audio visual journal. If it helps nobody but me, then so be it. And then all of a sudden, somehow I'm organizing the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind and I was interviewed on Real Estate Rockstars and now I'm guest hosting on Real Estate Rockstars. It's true that all of a sudden, one day, it yeah. all just comes together beautifully and it is like more magical and stressful and crazy and amazing and beautiful than you could ever imagine. So yeah. like just having the faith in yourself and moving forward as if you're number one from day one is, I think, the best way to be successful and stay true to yourself. And this is why I really wanted you on stage at the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind, because I feel like your marketing tips and tricks when I follow you on social media and from listening to your podcast like, this is so simple. I could do this stuff. And I started implementing the easiest, tiniest things. And then I started getting great quality leads versus like all the randos that call on Zillow, which I don't pay for Zillow anymore. And it was a great way to start my career in the area where I was, but it does not work at all in my new market. So I had to pivot and now that the market is changing and working with buyers is really, really challenging. Now I have to pivot again. And I really appreciate like your clarity and step-by-step tips on how to scale and how to grow. Um, is there anything else you want to add before you tell us where to find you? Yeah, I wanted to clarify a couple of things. So first off, um, going back to saying if, if you knew than what you know now that you would have like set up your CRM before you used it, before you needed it. I actually would say like, I did say it sequentially. I do believe that coming out of the gate, that there should be some lead generation taking place. I just don't think that the lead generation that should, that should be taking place should be one that requires automation to be successful long-term. So I certainly wouldn't come out of the gate running ads, running ads on Facebook marketplace because that requires automation. But I think before you have a CRM, you could just get a list of contacts and just start cold calling. You could, because you don't really need any automation if you're willing to put in the work. You certainly could do this retirement residence idea straight out of the gate beforehand. Like I do believe that there is an element of like 
it's it's interesting there's like conflicting things here like they say measure twice cut once but then also some people say like stop planning just do it so it's really hard to reconcile these things so i say like that there are some things that you do want to measure twice and cut once but other things where it's like stop measuring just go and do it so just to clarify there um and then the second thing is is i think that a new agent is the most obvious sort of person that would benefit from this however like I've worked with agents that have been around for 30 years and it's this, it's almost like same, same shit, different shovel a little bit where they're doing what the new agents are doing. They're just doing it at a mass scale. Like they're just kind of trying to stay afloat, but instead of getting like one transaction, maybe every three months to hopefully feed their family, they're like trying to manage 10 transactions in a month with absolutely no way of being able to automate the process, no way of getting out of their business. So they can't even enjoy their life. So usually the agents that we work with, in fact, actually, I have more agents that are more the latter, the more agents that are like, instead of it being like, there's no predictable way of generating leads to their business. It's more like, there's not enough time to properly manage their business without burning out. So we implement this process uh, so that they can basically turn our prospecting and nurture on automatic on like on cruise control, so that they can focus on scaling their business instead of staying afloat. Um, so that's that's kind of just just uh, like it more it more obviously is a fit, I suppose, for new agents. However, most of our clientele actually are people that have been around for a while that are looking for ways of just streamlining their business so that they can not only match the success that they're having automatically, but take that success, use it as the as the base, and then scale it so that they're making more money and working less time. Yeah, so they can salvage their sanity for sure. So what did you bring for us in the agent success toolbox? Yes. So I have a couple of things. So first thing is I run, I run five day challenges um, where we, uh, I'll basically walk through the scale engine process that I spoke about in a lot more depth so that people can actually take it, do the homework and actually implement it themselves. So these are free five day challenges. So we'll post a link there to register for the next five day challenge. But um, we also have Canva templates, over a hundred Canva templates. So everything that I'm about is about um, spending less time on the things that don't really require a lot of time and social media posting takes up a lot of people's times. So we created all of these different templates for people to just take, uh, edit in Canva, make it their own. And then instead of having to worry about what they're going to be posting over the next however many days, they could literally just go into the template that we're going to be providing. There's, well, templates, there's over a hundred in there, put their information in, schedule our content for months out in advance. And then ideally use that time to find other ways of scaling their business. Because if all I do is I give it to you, you post it. And then in a hundred days from now, you're in the exact same place, then it will have been for nothing. So I will give it to you all, but it's an honor system. If you are going to take it, please find other ways that you can take yourself out of the business, start scaling your business up, making more money and working less time. Sounds good. So how can everyone find you? What if they have a question about where to begin or if they want to see how in a box can help them or if they just want some of your time, where do they go? So um, Facebook is usually the best place to reach me personally. Um, so if you just obviously look up Oliver Bohr on Facebook, you'll find me. I think my uh, my profile picture is me doing a couple of hang loose things. So you'll see me there. Um, if you wanted to book a call with me, you could go to goinabox.com. That's G-O-I-N-A-B-O-X.com slash calendar. So book a time to talk with me there. And I mean, yeah, I'm on Instagram as well. Just check up The Real Marketer. And if you wanted to listen to another great podcast, also check up The Real Marketer podcast. It's on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Can't promise it's as good as The Real Real Estate Rockstars podcast, um, but uh, I try my best. 
Sweet. Thank you so much. And if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram. Steph Heiser does real estate. That's where I usually hang out. And again, come see us May 18th and 19th in Austin. Oliver will be there and it's going to be a really great time. Thank you so much, Oliver, for all of your tips today. I hope that helped all of our new agents and seasoned agents listening and Real Estate Rockstars community. We love you so much. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. All right, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients, and we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.